is an exclusive presentation of high school sports on Fort Wayne Sports Station. 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM. This is the High School Coaches Show. Here's your host, Justin Kenny. Welcome in everyone to the week five edition of the High School Coaches Show. I'm Justin Kenny. He is John Graham producing. We're here till 7 o'clock talking high school football as we reach the unofficial midway point of the season. Of course, everybody qualifies for the playoffs in the state of Indiana, so every team is guaranteed at least 10 games. Come tomorrow night, every team will have played five games, at least most teams not affected by COVID extenuating circumstances of course this year and uh we've seen local teams affected by the covid quarantine and infections and another one just out today not locally but a uh, state power brebuff jesuit will be sidelined for two weeks due to quarantine so brebuff will not play their next two football games. We have plenty of local games coming up tomorrow night. A lot of ramifications in the Northeast 8. A huge showdown Saturday night in the SAC. And some stuff still to figure out in the ACAC and Northeast Corner Conference as well. And we're going to start it off as we do each and every week here on the High School Football Coaches Show with Bryce Vance of KPC News who joins us right now. Bryce, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Justin? Uh, living the dream. You know, we got to hang out in person last Friday night out in Kendallville. Yes, it was a not great evening for football and a pretty darn good football game we witnessed. A 30-24 to 24 win for Penn over East Noble. Let's talk about that one first, Bryce. What did you see out of East Noble? Did it go as expected? Did it not go as expected in your mind? What did you see? What did you take out of it? I don't know. It felt like it went back and forth in in my mind on whether you know East Noble was gonna put up a, a good fight or, or not, and we found out you know just before the game that they were going to be without their starting quarterback Dalton Stinson. So that meant Cole Shupak, who hasn't started a game but has been the backup quarterback for two years now, um, is was going to be starting. And before the game, you and I were chatting. I was just I just did not have a, a good feeling that East Noble was going to be able to compete. You know, with that last minute change and. And they really did. I mean, they um, hung on defensively. I mean, they they only allowed just a, just a handful of of big plays to Penn. Other than that, they really held them in check on the defensive side. And and offensively, they got off to you know a, a good first drive, and then they really struggled there for the longest time. Five straight three and outs and punts and. And uh, it was, I think, a, a good overall, you know, measuring stick for this East Noble program going forward, and how they're able to compete against some of the the powers in the state. And Bryce, when we talked to Coach Luke Amstutz after the game, a wide range of emotions immediately after the football game. But you know, once he kind of calmed down a little bit and, and looked at big picture, he said, "Look, you know, we're going to win a game this season because of what happened against Penn, because of the four quarters they went through." And Bryce, that could come as soon as tomorrow night, a big game at Leo. Exactly. I mean, they they fought and clawed to the end. They. They showed that they have the capability of, of staying in games and even when they're down a couple of scores in games that they're not out of it. And this team has showed that in the, in the past under Luke Amstutz. I mean, they were down a couple of scores 
to Hobart last year in the semi-state game. Uh, they were down at halftime to Huntington North last year and came back and won. Um, they, they, this team has, under the game, has only shown the capability of, of never counting them out until the, the final buzzer has gone off. And, and against Leo this week, they're going to face a, a real difficult challenge. Yeah, they absolutely are a big challenge in the Leo Lions coming up tomorrow. And, and let's break down that game a little bit more, Bryce. We mm-hmm. saw Leo take on a very good Mooresville team that they took a loss in earlier this season. You could say similar similar to taking on a pen on the East Noble side. So both teams yeah. have been tested. Both teams lost against very good programs, and it's probably helped them going forward. But when you look at this matchup and how you break it down, what's it going to come down to? I think it's going to be, can East Noble slow down Leo's running game and can East Noble get their running game going and running up to full speed? Uh, we saw last week in the matchup against New Haven, Leo run like a, a T formation with three running backs lined up all next to each other and then their whole bunch of misdirection after the snap to Jackson Barber and he, you know, handed off to a myriad of, of running backs and, and uh, it, it's just going to be interesting. Can this East Noble defense slow down that that rushing attack? And they've they've slowed down, you know, Leo the last couple of times, both matchups last year when they met in the regular season and in the the sectional championship game. They were able to slow them down um, and, and really essentially shut them out in the in the sectional championship game um, offensively. Their lone touchdown came off of a of a punt return, and um, they showed that they're capable of, of doing that last week against New Haven. Um, so I think can East Noble slow down the rushing attack of Leo enough um, and, and force them into throwing situations where Jackson Barber hasn't had to throw very much this season. He's only had past uh, attempts, I think, around 20. So can East Noble force them into some third longs and, uh, and force them to throw the ball, which they may not be you know, ultimately too comfortable with um, going into Friday night? He is Bryce Vance of KPC News joining us here on the High School Coaches Show. And let's stick uh, with the Northeast State. Another, you know, less uh, less hyped, but I think a very interesting matchup. New Haven at Norwell. New Haven trying to come back from the loss last week at 35-8 to defeat in disappointing, in disappointing fashion to Leo. Yeah. Norwell, that defense, we talk so much about Leo's defense for good reason. But Norwell has limited teams to just 24 points through four weeks. Uh, yeah. Bryce, that's the best in the conference. So what to say about the Knights as they try to open some eyes tomorrow night? Yeah, I, I think what I told you when we looked ahead to that New Haven-Leo game last week that you know I, I thought Leo had the best chance of winning because they had the better defense. And I, and I think um, very similar with this game against New Haven and Norwell um, tomorrow night. I, I think the Knights may not have as much firepower, even though I, I do like Eli Riley a lot, Max Ringer is running back as well. I think they have just enough, um, but they, they need to show that they're a- capable of, of scoring some points because we know New Haven can put up some points in a hurry, um, but a- against the defense of Leo last week, they just they really struggled to, to keep the ball. They had three turnovers, I believe, even though they outgained Leo um, by a- about 100 yards. They still you know, lost turnover battle, and, and that proved to be um, really huge in that game. So if New Haven can keep possession of the ball and capitalize on some big plays um, from guys like Jakar Williams, I, I think they'll, they'll be fine. Um, but I, I think New Haven, you know, I think I think Norwell, excuse me, has a, has a really good chance to, I don't even know if I would call it an upset. I think these teams are really evenly matched. 
Bryce, elsewhere, DeKalb uh, takes the field after a three-week break due to COVID. They will host undefeated Columbia City. This game last year was that turning point for Columbia City after starting out 4-0, and lost five of their last six. This was their first loss a year ago. So when you look at a Cal team that, yeah, we only saw them once play against a what we think is a very good Angola team, what should we expect tomorrow night? Columbia City looks better than a year ago, but we're still kind of trying to figure out the DeKalb Barons as well. Yeah, I mean, if, if for me and, and DeKalb, I think they just need to, um, what I just mentioned with New Haven, is keep possession of the ball and, and not turn it over. In the first game against Angola, they turned it over six times, and hopefully in the, the last couple of, of weeks, DeKalb has worked on ball security here. Um, even though they haven't had, they've been able to practice now, I believe they started practice up um, last week. So they've had two weeks to prepare for this game. And uh, ball security, I'm, I'm imagine, was huge with Seth Wilcox. And, and it's just going to be, are we going to see any rust from this team? Because um, they, unlike Angola, have been off for three weeks, whereas Angola was only off for a couple of weeks. And they're going up against a, a really good team. Luckily, Angola didn't go up as uh, up against a formidable opponent in West Noble. They, you know, are really struggling this year. The Chargers are so. It's going to be a huge challenge. I don't know if DeKalb is, is up for it in their return. They're going to be, you know, really excited to be back on the field on a Friday night. But I'm just, I'm just not sure if they have enough to, to keep pace with Columbia City this time around. All right, Bryce, let's uh, look at the Northeast Corner Conference heading into week five. I'm going to hit you with it straight up. Is Fairfield at 3-0 and for real, yes or no? <laughs> I think so. Um, I, you can look at their schedule, and you know they really haven't faced anybody that's going to be comparable later on in the season. They beat Fremont, Central Noble, and Osceola Grace. Um, but I, I think if if they can come out and just dominate um, this week, which I think they're capable of, if they can put up a similar score that Angola did against West Noble last week, then then I think that they can you know show that they are a well-worthy opponent for Angola when they meet later on this season. So, I, I mean, I like, you know, a lot of their players. Corey Lance, a quarterback, is, is very solid, um, a good runner. They have other guys, too. Uh, Quint Kitson is, is a very good runner as well. They have a couple of other guys that have, have you know, seen some significant carries and broken off some big runs. So, if they're able to, you know, put up, like I said, a similar score against West Noble that Angola was last week, then I would say that they're more than likely for real. Yeah, that Fairfield team averaging over 300 yards rushing per game. And, Bryce, they will get Angola next week at Angola in what could be a battle of of undefeated teams. Who knows? Uh, Speaking of Angola, they go to Lakeland this week. Uh, Their 2-0 had to sit out a couple weeks due to COVID quarantine. But I I wanted to ask you, Bryce, about Tucker Hasselman. He was a kid that came in last year, first-year quarterback in terms of a starter at the varsity level, struggled at times, but has really, really looked exceptional comfortable this season scored four touchdowns last week in angola's victory over west noble when you look at angola and that offense you're seeing tucker hasselman with a firm grasp of that offense similar to what we saw a couple years ago when angola was riding high in the necc yeah i think it's just you know another year in andy thomas system i think it's just him like you said getting comfortable knowing the offense and, and knowing what he is capable of because he is definitely a uh, a capable quarterback 
and is able to you know do multiple different things. He's able to throw the ball. And he may not show off the the biggest arm, but he's definitely showing that he's a, a capable passer, and he's definitely you know big enough to run the ball and and be kind of of a power uh, back there for Angola. So he's definitely shown capabilities of of what he can do um, at the quarterback spot, and I, I I like him as a quarterback. I would. Um, I would be happy to have him on my team if I had one, for sure. All right, Bryce, can we make it two for two? Where will you be tomorrow? Will we be in the same place? I imagine I'll see you at Leo. I will be there, sir. All right, sir. We had a blast last week, and we'll make it uh, another blast at Leo tomorrow. He's Noble Leo. Thanks for joining us, buddy. I'll see you tomorrow night. All right, looking forward to it. That was Bryce Vance of KPC News joining us, as he does each and every week here on the High School Football Coaches Show, kicking off the hour, breaking down the Northeast 8, breaking down the Northeast Corner Conference. And like we said, a big one coming up tomorrow in the Northeast 8. East Noble and Leo very well could go a long way towards to deciding the conference championship and uh, will be a, a very, very hotly contested game tomorrow night. At Leo, we're going to take a break. We have a full lineup of coaches from now till seven o'clock. Tim Manigault, Concordia Lutheran, Brett Fox, Columbia City, Jared Souter of Leo, all set to join us in the next forty-five or so minutes. I am Justin Kenny. You're listening to the Week Five edition of the High School Coaches Show on thirteen eighty The Fan and one hundred point nine FM. Graham here from Westwood One with a Thursday night football preview. Coming up, it's AFC North Division action with Baker Mayfield and the Cleveland Browns hosting the Cincinnati Bengals. The number one overall draft pick, Joe Burrow, and the Bengals lost a close one in their opener to the Chargers. Cleveland also dropped their opener to the Ravens in the first game for new Browns head coach Kevin Stefanski. Yes, this game is a game of inches. Uh, that's why we love it because it's hard to say it was a close game because it wasn't. But uh, it's our job to make sure that we look at those little things, those plays of inches and make sure we find a way to make them next time we're uh, presented with them. Dan Miller and Tony Baselli will have the call from Cleveland when the Bengals meet the Browns on Thursday Night Football. Remember to listen to Westwood One's coverage of the NFL all season long on ESPN Radio 1380 and 100.9 FM. Fort Wayne Sports Station. Hey, frequent heartburn may keep you from running your A-game, but it doesn't have to anymore. Join the Prilosec OTC two-week challenge. Just go to PrilosecOTC.com. You'll get $3 off to get you started, plus 14 days of tips, tricks, and reminders. Just two weeks, zero heartburn. Go to PrilosecOTC.com and sign up today. Zero heartburn is possible with Prilosec OTC. Use as directed for 14 days to treat frequent heartburn, not for immediate relief. Napa know-how. At Napa, you can get a five-quart jug of Mobile One Full Synthetic Motor Oil for $26.99. An incredible oil for an unbeatable price from the best car people around. Making this deal the best of the best of the best of the best of the best deals around. That's Mobile One, only $26.99. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General states pricing. Sales prices not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer ends 930-20. Listening to this Allstate commercial about savings might be the hardest thing about getting those savings. Save for simply becoming an Allstate customer. Save more for adding DriveWise. And save even more for driving safely. Visit Allstate.com or contact your local agent for a quote today. Allstate. Minimum effort. Maximum reward. 
Not available in every state. New customer savings based on early signing discount. Drive is an optional feature. Savings vary based on how you buy. Subject to terms and conditions. All state fire and casualty insurance company and affiliates. Northbrook, Illinois. Superstart batteries exclusively at O'Reilly Auto Parts are designed to meet the electrical demands of today's vehicles. Get dependable power and performance from a Superstart battery for your car, truck, motorcycle, lawnmower, boat, and more. Our professional parts people can help you find just what you need. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Looking for a beautiful gift or something stylish for yourself, nothing matches the elegance of a piece from Peter Franklin Jewelers. Now you can get a great deal on Peter Franklin with half-off certificates available at MyDealsFortWayne.com. Peter Franklin carries engagement and wedding rings, necklaces and bracelets, and can even create custom pieces just for you. Go to MyDealsFortWayne.com and grab your certificates to Peter Franklin Jewelers for 50% off. That's MyDealsFortWayne.com. Summer's heat brings sizzling hot deals from Masters Heating and Cooling. Save $500 on a complete carrier system installed. Turn to the experts and save $500 now for a limited time on a complete heating and air conditioning system from Masters Heating and Cooling. Plus 0% financing for qualified buyers. Masters Heating and Cooling. Online at mastersheatcool.com. We are Masters. Here's more from the High School Coaches Show on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM. Welcome back, everyone, to the Week 5 edition of the High School Football Coaches Show. I'm Justin Kenny. He is John Graham here till 7 o'clock talking local high school football. And thank you to Bryce Vance before the break of KPC News joining us. We broke down... Some of the bigger games coming up in the NE8 and the NECC this week. And, you know, through four weeks, we feel like a, we have a, a solid idea of what a team is. But this year has been a little different. You look at Angola that's missed some weeks. You have Calb that's missed some weeks. And then you have Concordia, who has shut out two teams and then has been shut out by two teams and it was affected by quarantine so what uh is the real concordia cadets we're kind of not sure through four weeks of the season the man that we're going to bring on right now is going to break it all down for us head coach of the cadets tim manigle coach how are you good how are you justin good and let's ask you what kind of team do you feel you have through four weeks i mean i think you said it pretty well it's tough to say um covid has caused all of us to wonder at times what kind of team we have. We wonder at times what kind of team we're going to face because we don't know what situation the other teams are in in terms of close contact kids or even kids with COVID. Um, So personnel often changes, sometimes dramatically from week to week. Um, I think we have a team that has a pretty good defense, and we've played really in all four games, even the game against Snyder where we gave up 27. I think we wore down a little bit at the end, both physically and mentally in that game. Um, the offense really wasn't getting much done in that game. It becomes difficult to play defense when you're on the field the whole night. And, well, you know, it's just it's just difficult. Yeah. Um, but we really played pretty well defensively through four games. Um, and, and, again, as you know, this conference is no joke. So to play well against some of the offenses we face is encouraging. So I, I'd say that, I'm pretty confident in in the 
in the in the I guess assumption that we have a pretty good defense offensively. We had some guys out uh, in weeks two and three, and we'd like we'd like we like to think here that next man is up, and and they were and they played hard, um, but it's not quite the same as having your starters out there, and we struggled and we struggled fairly big time. So they're back, and uh, we played better on Friday night against Bishop Lures. Um, certainly our most complete game on both sides of the ball. So. I don't know. I mean, we're two and two, and each day is a new one, and you just never know if if you're going to get a text message that morning where a kid is testing or he's a close contact, and so you just kind of hold your breath and move forward and hope for the best. So we think we can be pretty good, Justin. I guess that's a long way of getting to your question and answer. (laughs) Uh, We think we can be pretty good, but we hang by a thread. Yeah. And I think a lot of teams are in that position right now. For sure. You know, we saw a team like Homestead impacted in week one missing guys. And that's a, a program that, you know, dresses, you know, 70, 75. But then you get down in some of the, you know, 3A, 2A, 1A. How big of an impact is it? Yeah, we could say Concordia is only missing five players. But when a lot of those guys go both ways, you don't have the depth that some of the bigger programs have it can affect you a lot more than a 6a 5a school well there's no question it's really the same conversation you would have regarding injuries um no team can really afford them but we can probably afford them less and so if you get hit with the right kids at the wrong position you are really in trouble so and we we got we had that a little bit in weeks two and three um we did get through it and again let me stress all was not lost uh we had chances particularly in week two uh, against Homestead to make plays that that might have even produced a victory for us, and we just didn't do it. And that you could say, well, you're missing, you know, these three key players. Sure, we were, but at the same time, we've got kids we'd like to think can step up and make those plays. It was week two, it was early, and they were thrust into positions they didn't think they'd have to play in that early in the season. Um, so again, not to make huge excuses, it obviously was impactful, but we had a chance, particularly in week two. I mean, Snyder took it to us pretty good in week three. But week two, we had a chance. So we, you know, the next guy's just got to come up and play and, and do the best he can. But there is no doubt that it, if we get hit, um, as we did in weeks two and three, it's going to really have an impact on us at Concordia for sure. Coach, I wanted to ask you about Eli Maddox, the, the the sophomore thrust into the starting quarterback position week two and week three. And you mentioned kids that probably didn't think they'd you know be thrust into a situation. Yet here he is starting against Homestead, arguably that you know has maybe the best defense in the SAC. And I'd throw your team in that conversation as well. But a kid that that was was drinking from a fire hose in all aspects and did his best and you know could potentially be the future of the position for the cadets and. How did he perform for you in terms of you know what the expectations were as opposed to you know compared to what he had to go against? Uh, yeah, one of the first things I look at with quarterbacks is their overall demeanor, and so a kid who's going in to an unexpected start, although we did have the week to prepare him, we found out on Monday of that week that Brandon wasn't going to play uh, on Friday, so he had the week to prepare. But if you look at his demeanor, uh, he was really calm. Uh, was not at all rattled. All of that is very encouraging to me. Um, it's also important to note here that our starting center was out those two weeks as well. So not only was Eli playing for the first time as a starter in a varsity contest, but he's playing now with a kid that we had to move from tackle and then move another kid into the starting lineup. And, I mean, it was just it's, it's kind of messy when all of that happens. And it was tough. 
I thought Eli, Eli played well, and I think the future is bright for Eli. I think he made uh, some really good throws, and we didn't maybe help him as much as we could have that night. He wasn't perfect, and he'll tell you that, and he learned a lot from it, and he learned a lot the next week against Snyder, and he wasn't perfect there either. But no one really expected him to be, and I think he handled things well. I think it's important here to note that uh, Eli Maddox was not the reason we weren't winning games. Um, he did a fine job, and we, we had we just needed other kids to step up around him, and we just weren't able to do that. Um, when, again, when you, when you miss three out of 11 starters, it becomes more difficult. Coach Tim Manigo, Concordia Cadets, joining us here on the High School Football Coaches Show. And Coach, you get Brandon Davis back last week against Bishop Lures. And when we talk about MVPs, most valuable players, I think you have to put Brandon Davis in that conversation in terms of how important he is to this offense. What is he able to do that uh, really allows this offense to, to really dominate a team? Uh, dominate a defense the way you have against South and yet last week Lures? He can he can uh, command the offense as we might expect from a senior quarterback. He can command the offense. So, you know, we will send the play in, but he can get us into the right play better than he has at any point in his career. And then once we're in that right play, if the play breaks down, Brandon really has the ability as, as uh, something of a dual threat to keep the play alive with his feet. And you love that in the quarterback. It makes you nervous sometimes when he's scrambling, and you'd rather <laughs> he just duck out of bounds at times. But he's a competitor, and he wants more yards. Um, so he's just able – he's a dynamic person back there. He can throw the ball real well. Um, he can still be better with his reads, and we talk to him in terms of finding the right guy on this route or that route. And uh, he's got a ways to go. He isn't perfect, and he'll tell you that. Uh, but he's dynamic, and he, he provides for the offense that extra boost. And I think there's a comfort level then there, too, with the rest of the guys. When when the kid that you've got who started last year and he's, he's back this year, he's back in the huddle. Um, he is one of our captains, so he does provide that kind of leadership. It's just kind of a comfort thing, too. Um, so, I mean, there's a lot that he provides for us. Coach, you're looking defensively, and you got a lot of seniors that are stepping up for you. Cam Vanderbosch has been an absolute ball hawk in the back end of that defense, and Cooper Harris has been solid. Sam Hudson, we know about him. Um, you know, even Isaiah Rusher, too, as a senior. But I want to talk about Isaiah's younger brother, James, a sophomore who has really stood out to me in watching video on you guys. A really good kid uh, on the field, really has a good sense of the game, and just a sophomore for you. Yeah, and he loves the game of football for sure. Uh, really excited about playing. We knew he was going to be a special player already last year. Um, he is blessed because he's playing with a lot of good seniors that, that often receive a lot of the offense's focus, and so James is freed up at times. Um, he'll get to the ball, as will all of our guys on defense. I mean, it's been very encouraging to see them all really fly to the football, play fast. We've been encouraging that, try to keep it as simple as possible so that they can get to where they need to be. And um, <clears throat> your terminology, ball hawking, is exactly what they've done through four games. Um, but, yeah, James is special. He's going to be a good player for us for, for the next several years. He really, um, I think that, that love for the game shines through in the way he plays. Uh, he wants to be a good player. He wants to be a good football player. Well, that's important. And um, great kid, great attitude. We're looking forward to seeing him finish this year. And then, obviously, the next two years should be exciting for him as well. All right, Coach, you get a uh, home game tomorrow against Northrop. I, I, I feel like, you know, I, maybe I'm a simpleton, but I say, you know, stop the run is key tomorrow night. So am yeah. I right? Am I wrong? 
Yeah, well, you're right, but how, how easy is that? No one's really stopped him. Um, this this kid from Northrop is really good. Um, he, we, we saw their uh, the Homestead game, their first game of the year, and he really shone on film there, and, and uh, we've seen them obviously several times since then. Um, yeah, you can say stop the run, but, I mean, I, we, we better get to the ball here, and we better have more than one guy to the ball because he's not going to get uh, tackled uh, in any sort of solo manner. So, and they find ways to get him the ball. Uh, they're creative that way. I think that they provide for our defense. If we think we're a good defense, we'll get tested in that thinking tomorrow night because they provide a, a pretty stern challenge. And it all starts with the running back. I think they've got other ways to beat you, too. One of the things I've always noticed about Northrop is, man, when they, they take the field, they just appear to be so athletic. And it, it's kind of frightening, frankly, when we're warming up and you look across the field and there they are. Um, doing what they do. And so they've got a lot of ways they can hurt you. Um, and I know Jason does a nice job with them. And so it's, it'll be, it'll, I mean, it's a fun challenge. We enjoy playing them, um, but we're going to need to be certainly at the top of our game tomorrow night. Coach, it was a limited crowd last week, but how good did it feel at the uh, the, the redesign of fans in the seats at Zellner? Yeah, I mean, it's great for the kids. I know they like to play in front of a crowd. It's great for the parents. Uh, we did our senior night last week, so it was nice to have parents there, and they were able to bring a few extras. And, and uh, we were able to get 250 on both sides. At Zoller, each side is considered a stadium. So um, Bishop Lures brought a decent amount of people as well. It's it's just good. I'm, I'm obviously I'd like to open it up even more, but I understand the situation we're in. Um, it's much better than playing in front of an empty crowd. I can tell you that because boy, you can hear everything, and it's just it's almost it's just eerie. It's an, I am legend feeling. Who needs that, Justin? Am I right? <laughs> yeah, Coach. And, you know, okay, starting tomorrow, will there be any changes to who can come in? No. Okay. Not starting tomorrow. So no. just parents and uh, guardians still in week five. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think that uh, – so every – yes, more or less that is the case. Every school is dealing with that slightly differently. For example, here – uh, we're really giving four tickets per kid, and if, if they happen to give it to a high school student, that high school student is in. Uh, we're not making a huge deal about that, but ultimately it comes down to mainly it's just immediate families getting into the, to the um, stadium. And then I know, like, very – so we're blessed at Zoller. We've got a lot of room. Other schools don't have as much room, particularly on the visitor side, so seating is even more limited there. Um, and we understand that, and it is what it is, and we've got to take care of people to uh, stop the spread and all the rest. So we'll do what we have to do, but, man, I'd, I'd like to get more people in for sure. All right, Coach. Hey, I appreciate the time. Thanks a lot for joining us. Uh, good luck tomorrow against the Bruins. You bet, Justin. Always good to talk to you. Thanks. All right, buddy. Likewise. That was Coach Jim Manigo, Concordia Lutheran Cadets. He is the football coach. He is also the athletic director at Concordia. So he knows the intricate workings of all things COVID and dealing with fans, no fans, some fans, all fans, protocols. So uh, he has it all on his plate as the athletic director and football coach of the cadets. We're going to take a break, come back. We'll talk Northeast 8 football with Brett Fox of the Columbia City Eagles when we come back. It's the Week 5 edition of the High School Football Coaches Show on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Here's the 1380 The Fan U.S. Open update being powered by Peter Franklin Jewelers. 
Westwood One Sports presents this special report on the 120th U.S. Open Golf Championship. First round winding down at winged foot. No one has caught Justin Thomas yet. Let's check the leaderboard sponsored by GEICO. GEICO is now offering an extra 15% credit on car, motorcycle, and RV policies. Visit GEICO.com for more. Justin Thomas was almost flawless on his way to a 565 as part of the morning wave. It's JT's lowest score in the first round in a major. And remember, he won the PGA three years ago. Patrick Reed, Thomas Peters, Matthew Wolf, all four under, one back. Wolf, the one player who could join Thomas at minus five. He is playing hole number 17 right now. Rory McIlroy and Lee Westwood in the clubhouse at three under. Xander Shoffley was at three under, but he drops to two uh, after a bogey. Everyone's picked to win coming in. Dustin Johnson, three over as he plays 18. He's eight shots back. I'm Ted Emmerich, Westwood One Sports. Did you know Geico's now offering an extra 15% credit on car and motorcycle policies? That's 15% on top of what Geico could already save you. So what are you waiting for? Your teenager to help around the house? Okay, Mom. I emptied the dishwasher, vacuumed the basement, and folded the sheets out of the dryer. Wait, what? Oh, and next, I'm going to clean Mitten's litter box. Are we in some kind of prank show or something? That's a camera, isn't it? There's never been a better time to switch to GEICO. Save an extra 15% when you switch by October 7th. Limitations apply. Visit GEICO.com for details. Today, everyone is expecting you to maintain a new level of clean, from customers and employees to students and staff. Cintas has the essential products and services to help you carry out cleaning protocols effectively. We'll keep you well stocked with cleaning supplies, professionally laundered uniforms, and other essentials like face masks, hand sanitizer, and thermometers. Give everyone the confidence they need to keep coming back. Visit Cintas.com and get ready for the workday. You're planning on remodeling your bathroom. You want something personal and unique, and you want only the best quality products, which is why you're planning on ordering your shower door from the Custom Craftsman of City Glass. But why stop there? Why not have the same professionals custom cut the just right mirror for your bathroom as well? There's no need to settle for anything off the shelf when the City Glass Craftsman can cut and design the perfect mirror for your bathroom. Don't worry about special sizing. They can custom size your mirror just as they would your shower door. And what about a unique look? Not a problem. For example, they can frame your mirror or even cut it so that your vanity lights can fit in the mirror rather than having to mount a separate fixture above the mirror. Maybe you don't need a new mirror at all and can just have an existing one recut or refurbished. Yeah, they can do that too. So do this for yourself. When you're ready to choose a shower door from City Glass, choose a mirror as well. City Glass, quality glass products, a cut above the rest. Ladies and gentlemen, let there be Notre Dame football. And that means the 24th season of Fighting Irish Preview. And it's in a new time slot. Saturday mornings at 8.30 a.m. right before Talking Sports with Jim Shovel. And join me, Phil Houck, and America's foremost authority on Notre Dame football, Tim Priester, for a half hour of essential Fighting Irish info. Saturday mornings at 8.30, tune in to Fighting Irish Preview on 1380 The Fan. This radio spot could be yours. Ever thought about putting your business on 1380 The Fan? You can, and you'll reach listeners just like you. Our audience is made up of highly educated and affluent listeners who love sports. One email today, and you can see how 1380 The Fan could be a fit for your business. Email thefan1380 at federatedmedia.com to see how you can become a part of a winning team. Email thefan1380 at federatedmedia.com to set up your assessment of how 1380 The Fan can help your business win. Adventure is near. Come to Grant County this 
Jonesboro, Indiana, September 24th through the 27th for the Jonesboro River Rally. Amazing stunt bike riders, a cool bike show, fun field events, a cool light show, and rockin' live bands all weekend long. Details at showmegrantcounty.com. Grant County, Indiana. Classic cool. Now back to the High School Coaches Show on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM. Welcome back to the Week 5 edition of the High School Football Coaches Show. Here till 7 o'clock, talking area high school football. Coming up tomorrow night, 7 o'clock, we just spoke to Tim Mandigal of the Concordia Cadets, and that's exactly where Brett Rump and Shannon Griffith will be tomorrow night. A Carroll and Northrop game, or excuse me, Concordia and Northrop. I do believe that's the game. Uh, Brett will surely text me if I'm wrong. But uh, I think it's either out at Zollner tomorrow night, hopefully. Maybe we also have a game coming up on Saturday night. The big one, Bishop DeWanger and Carroll. Actually, Homestead Snyder is the, I just remembered, Homestead Snyder is the game of the week, John, tomorrow evening. So the Panthers and the Spartans. And you were a Homestead Spartan, weren't you? I was. Yes. How about that? Graduating class was what year? Uh, 2005. Okay, way back in 2005, and you had Chad Zolman in class, head coach. I did, I did, yes, yes. I I had him for uh, geometry. Very nice. And I'm sure you got an A in that that class? Honestly, I don't think I got an A, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but I think at least a B. Okay, well, so. that, that's fine. That's much better than I would get in a geometry class, <laughs> for sure. But yeah, the game of the week coming up tomorrow night right here on 1380 The Fan. Homestead and Snyder from Spooler Stadium, 7 o'clock kickoff. You know, a, 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 you know and when you look at the Northeast 8 and the amount of powerful teams we see in there, and six teams have one or zero losses in that conference, of course, DeKalb just has played just once at 0-1, but we'll throw them in there. There's only one team that has zero losses undefeated heading into Week 5. It's the Columbia City Eagles, and their head coach is Brett Fox, joins us right now. Coach, how are you? I'm doing great. Um, how are you doing? Hey, we're doing well. I, I want to preface it by asking, is Greg Bolt still upset with me? Well, I mean, I think part of it is, you know, that we're just, you know, making making sure that he's upset with you. You know what I mean? Like, we're, you know, we, we're constantly playing some stuff for him just to motivate him and, and that. I, I don't think the kid knows how to be truly upset with you, but we're trying to teach him. Um, you know, it's one of those things as a coach that, you know, you try to um, <clears throat> prepare these guys for life, I guess, is what we're trying to get at. And uh, being upset with Justin Kinney would be one of those things uh, that would try to prepare him for life, right? Yeah, silence the haters, right? Especially if it's Justin <laughs> Kenny. So we're talking about Greg Bolt, the uh, starting quarterback for the Columbia City Eagles. And when we talk top quarterbacks in the area, I tend to leave Greg Bolt out of the conversation. And so I'll continue to do that as long as it helps you, my friend. That's right. That's right. If it's helping us motivate him, uh, you know, I appreciate it. And, uh, you know, it's something that, um, that that kid, he doesn't need a lot to motivate him. Um, you know, he's always you know on on it and and just a a great kid and, and intense. But uh, anything that we can use to to help fuel that fire, uh, we're going to take advantage of. 
And coach, he's a, he's a three-year starter for you, still just a junior. He's thrown 13 touchdowns, two interceptions through the first four weeks. He's also rushed for six touchdowns, almost 400 yards rushing. Is this what you envisioned as a freshman when he was there and said, okay, we're going to throw this kid into the fire and he's going to continually get better, and by the time he's a junior and a senior, he's truly going to have a grasp of being a true dual-threat type quarterback and a leader for you? Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's kind of, you know, what we were envisioning. At the time, you're, you're sitting there and you're saying, hey, you know, like Greg is a freshman, I felt like gave us the best best opportunity to win. Um, and, you know, now we're benefiting from it and, and we're seeing some of those things. And, you know, I was, you know, talking to my wife last night about it and just saying, hey, like, I mean, this kid understands what we're doing. Um, last year, I felt like he was coming off the sideline and he would know, after he made a mistake, hey, this was a mistake, or hey, I saw this guy open, and now he's seen it beforehand um, and understanding those things, um, and he's not necessarily coming to the sideline and saying, hey, like we, we've missed this guy or missed that guy. It's it's um, you know he's been on it, and so um, you know it's been it's been nice to see that. And coach, you've looked at uh, at Greg and has a wealth of receivers to look at too. We talked so much about T.J. Bedwell, but Garrett Geiger, a kid that would have like four catches all of last year, leads the team in uh, in in receiving yards and touchdowns. Has seven receptions for touchdowns already this season. Uh, this is a kid that when we talked at preseason, we weren't talking a lot about Garrett Geiger. Right? Yeah, Garrett Geiger is you know just a just a great kid. I mean, he he works. He does the things that he's supposed to do, um, you know, and, and that's the thing. He's wait, waited his time to kind of be in that situation. And, and, you know, it's within our offense, he's feeding off of what those other guys are doing. Um, and so when you are concentrating on TJ Bedwell, you know, and some of those guys, then, then you're seeing Garrett be wide open. Um, there was one play in particular Friday night where all four linebackers ran with, with TJ Bedwell, leaving Garrett wide open. Um, and so to be able to have that and to understand that, you know, it's just, I mean, that's where it is. Um, and that's where Garrett is making a, a great job and, 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 and taking advantage of the situations um, that are given to him. Coach, I wanted to ask about a particular player on your defense, a senior, Trayton Lamont, and the uh, the uh, way he is able to affect the game in multiple ways defensively. He's one of your top guys in tackles for loss. He has a couple interceptions as well. And looking at video and seeing some of the plays that he's been involved in, he's moving around all over the field. You know, Having the versatility with a guy like Lamont has to be a real luxury for you. Yeah, I mean, he's, he is all over the field, you know, and, and, and he's able to, to go against teams that are running teams and teams that are passing teams and, and affect that. And, you know, like you said, I mean, uh, last week having two interceptions for us and, and, you know, on the season he has ten tackles for loss for us. So Trayton is playing unbelievable. But it's it's one of those other guys. I mean, he's he's also a three-year starter. Um, and so um, these guys have been playing for a while, for a long time together and have a, a plethora of uh, of you know, experience to, to be able to handle it. Coach, you started off 4-0 last year, same spot you're in right now. The DeKalb game week five was a loss last year, and you guys ended up finishing uh, with five losses in your final six games. It, the schedule is absolutely brutal from here on out. You have arguably uh, the four, one of the four best teams in the North, Northeast State, not including yourself, over the final five games. And, you know, we don't know a lot about DeKalb playing just one game. So what's it going to come down to to avoid – uh, a second half of the season like you had last year. 
know, I think a lot of it comes down to just us concentrating on our, ourselves, making sure that we're prepared, making sure that we, um, you know, are working on our fundamentals and continuing to grow as a team, um, not being satisfied with where we are, um, but instead um, using those times and practices to invest to continue to get better and, and, and to learn from our mistakes. Um, you know, if you know, a mistake's not a mistake if you learn something from it. Instead, it's a learning opportunity, and we're hoping that that can turn into a lear- learning opportunity for us. All right, Coach, you, you look at uh, tomorrow's game, and uh, you go on the road, but you've also had a couple home games as well with fans in the stands. The new digs, the new stadium, how's it felt playing at the, uh, the brand-new stadium? Oh, it's a place to, to be watched, you know, and to, to come out and watch a game. And, and you know, it's a, it's a beautiful stadium, and it's something that, you know, is, is something that our community can be proud of, um, you know, all the way from just the, the, the synthetic turf that we have to the, to the locker rooms to the, the whole field that we have out here on this campus with our middle school and one of our elementaries out here. You know, you truly get a um, – <clears throat> truly get and, – and you're just talking to one of my friends who – coaches you know tennis at leo tonight and they're over here and they're like man like this is kind of a college campus feel to it and uh, and and it does it kind of has that feel to it so you know i encourage anybody that hasn't had an opportunity to come over here to to whitley county and and see what we have to offer to to check it out and and you know obviously it's 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 beautiful i mean there's you know nothing like it around us um you know there's there's nothing that compares to it um you know you can be up at carroll and you can be you know building a new stadium but it still doesn't touch what we have in our high school and our stadium and you know just in our facilities in general yeah coach that kind of leads me into my final question y'all but us big city folk you know a new stadium for a high school or whatever doesn't mean that much but when you get into a community like columbia city where the entire town comes out for big games and the pride you mentioned the pride in a school pride in the facilities and being able to bring everybody together especially a time like this where this country is so divisive to have something like this to really be prideful in and everybody can agree on one thing that it's awesome and it's great to have that's got to feel good particularly in the year 2020 yeah and and like you said you you get a lot of areas that's divisive about it i mean you get areas i mean people that can't agree right now um you know you get families that can't agree right now with what's going on and and you know it's it's something that our community has been able to put put behind and 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 get behind and, and come out and support um you know even to the fact that you know you got people sitting outside of the the gates that can't get into the game that just want to watch the game that are watching it from the outside and it's this uh, you know it's a fun time to be around um you know and you're you're selling out of every amount of tickets that you have every single week and and you know it's it's annoying for me but i mean the amount of emails that i get on a friday saying hey do you have any extra tickets it's like like just leave me alone you know <laughs> but it's also at the same time like you're, you're super proud as a as a coach from within this community and somebody that lives in this community that hey people just want to be a part of this um you know people want to be a part of it and and you see it like you know i, you know, I told you hey yeah call me because i'm at the freshman game i mean we're sitting here and and we've, we've probably got more fans than a lot of the high schools are um you know allowed to have um, you know, in for varsity games that are a freshman game right now because they want to be out here. They want to see this. And you, you have people that are stopping by, you know, for our varsity and JV games that, hey, I just want to see the stadium for the first time. And, and you know, we want to we be out there. We want to have fun. You know, we want to put, you know, fun gifs and 
stuff like that up on the on the video board that we have, you know, and we want to run out of that brand new eagle that our whole community raised money for, um, you know, for us to be a part of that. And, you know, it's something that we've been trying to build for a while, and I think that it's, it's not just a, a collective opening the new building, but it's something that we've been building our football program towards, too. Um, and, you know, this being my seventh year, and, you know, the junior class is the first one that I've had from youth league on. Um, and so I think just this change in culture is something that I grew up in the middle of, um, you know, when I was at Eastbrook and, and you covered us. I mean, I mean, you were covering us from the, for the Chronicle, I mean, comical or Chronicle Tribune, you know, whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, and so you, you understand, um, better than anybody else, you know, the things that I'm copying from a great coach that led a great program. And I'm just proud that um, we're seeing some of the benefits from it right now in Columbia City, and I hope that uh can continue to make this my home and, and continue to make it uh, an, an awesome area because it, it is. And I encourage anybody, like I said, get out here, see it. Um, enjoy it and and understand that it's not just the success that we're having in the football program, but you're seeing it in all the other pieces of our athletics as well um, as we're opening up these new facilities. A couple big home games coming up in uh, a couple weeks. New Haven comes to Columbia City. Leo comes to Columbia City. But first, the Eagles got to deal with the Cowb on the road tomorrow night. Coach, I appreciate it. Always a pleasure. Good luck tomorrow. I'll catch up to you. Hey, great talking to you. Thank you for having me on, and uh, you know, look forward to having you out here um, plenty more times this year, all right? All right, buddy. Sounds good. All right. Thank you. That was Coach Brett Fox of the Columbia City Eagles. His team 4-0 start. They go to DeKalb tomorrow night for Week 5. We're going to step out. When we come back, we'll keep it in the Northeast State. Jared Souter, Leo Lyons, join us after the commercial break. You're listening to the Week 5 edition of the High School Coaches Show on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Here's a 1380 The Fan U.S. Open update being powered by Peter Franklin Jewelers. Westwood One Sports presents this special report on the 120th U.S. Open Golf Championship. Lee Westwood has the best resume of anyone who hasn't won a major title. 19 career top tens, but no victories. The Englishman in his first U.S. Open in three years, and there he is near the top of the leaderboard after a 367, two back. You get it in the fairway regularly around here, you know, you, you can score well. With them being bold greens, you know, you can use them to your advantage. Obviously, as the golf course firms out and the pin positions obviously get tougher, then it won't yield as many low scores. Yeah, this was the day to score at winged foot, no doubt. Justin Thomas certainly did a 5-under 65, one shot better than Patrick Reed, Thomas Peters, and Matthew Wolf. All four under. Wolf is wrapping up, playing the 18th right now. Rory McIlroy and Louis Oosthuizen, three under, along with Westwood. Tiger Woods, three over. Phil Mickelson flames out, nine over 79, his worst score at the U.S. Open. I'm Ted. I'm- this season, more than any other season, we're all reflecting on the wonder years of football. And in celebrating the heart of America's greatest sport, we've got a bold snack that'll help rekindle some really great memories. Southern Recipe Small Batch Pork Rinds have the big flavors you want, like Korean kimchi barbecue, pasilla chili cheese, spicy dill, and more. Eat them right out of the bag or try them in your favorite recipes. Pigskins and pigskins, they just go together. 
Visit porkrinds.com today for your Southern Recipes small batch pork rinds. What do you want to da-da-da? What do y'all want to da-da-da? I'm not a da what's a da-da-da. We could switch to progressive da-da. Oh, y'all. We could switch to progressive and za. Mm-hmm. We could za enough to buy some za. Oh, y'all. Let's switch to progressive da-da and get some za with the money we saw. Yeah. Now we know we're going to da-da-da. These days, nothing is normal and everything is weird. But you could still save big when you switch to progressive. It might just be the most normal thing you da are you currently working with an insurance agent who represents a single company? If so, you're obviously limited to the products and rates that company has to offer. If I've just described your situation, you need to talk with the experts at Hoopy Insurance Services. Hoopy Insurance Services is an independent agency. That means they work with a number of top-notch companies so they can find you the very best coverage for your specific situation at the very best price. Insurance is important. You need a partner who understands the industry and the coverages that are available and a partner who will be there when you need help. In Fort Wayne, that partner is locally owned Hoopy Insurance Services. They've been taking care of your friends and neighbors for decades, and they can do the same for you. So call today at 486-7488. That's 486-7488. Or check them out on the web at Hoopy, H-U-P-E-insurance.com. Hoopy Insurance, their family serving your family for over 35 years. So, you haven't made it to Blademan's Knife Shop at the shops of Scott Road yet, huh? That's okay. There's been a lot going on lately, but now's the time. It is the area's premier knife shop carrying the best brands of knives like Microtech, Spiderco, Hogue, Medford, Emerson Knives, Zero Tolerance, and Protech. Yeah, you probably already knew that. But have you heard of some of the reviews coming out of Blademan's? People are saying Blademan's offers excellent service and a great selection. And that Mark is inviting and knowledgeable. Here's a cool piece of feedback from one customer who says, quote, couldn't recommend Blademans highly enough. And another one says they'll be, quote, buying all their knives from Blademans from now on. Join the list of growing customers that insist that the first time they shopped with Blademans certainly will not be the last. Knives, tactical gear, apparel, the reviews, they're in. People are glad they found Blademans Knife Shop. Now it's your turn. See you at Blademans. Here's more from the High School Coaches Show on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome back for the final time here on the Week 5 edition of the High School Coaches Show. I'm Justin Kenny. He is John Graham. One of the bigger games coming up tomorrow night will be at Leo in the Northeast State as the Leo Lions will host the East Noble Knights. And the head coach of the Leo Lions is Jared Souter. He joins us right now on the line. Coach, how are you? Good, Justin. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for coming on, Coach. And, and you sit 3-1 and one fresh off a win at New Haven last week in convincing fashion. Quickly take us through that game, particularly your defense that was really able to bottle up Jakar Williams in that offense. Yeah, you're exactly right. You know, our defense played lights out that game. And you know, it was really a testament to our kids and how they worked throughout the week. Um, we knew that uh, with Williams and that New Haven offense, we had to play assignment football. Um, you know, in, in both the run and pass game. And really our kids stepped up and just did an outstanding job of, of doing that and executing what we wanted to do on defense. So uh, that really was uh, a key to the game is, is how we played defense throughout the whole night. And, you know, also, um, you know, special teams made some huge plays, especially in the second half uh, of that game. And so that was a key to, uh, to our win as well. 
Coach, I, I spoke to Luke Amstutz after last week's game uh, for the East Noble Knights against Penn. And he said, you know what, we're going to win a game later in the season because of playing Penn. And I look at you guys stepping out and playing Mooresville in week two and what you learned from that game. Do you feel that is going to pay dividends down the road, maybe last week, maybe even this week, maybe even in the postseason? Yeah, I do. I think I think it does. I think any time you can play you know, a quality team, a quality program like we did in, in Mooresville or just in Penn, uh, you learn a lot about yourself. You learn about your uh, maybe some of your strengths and your weaknesses and things that you really have to work on and get better at. And, um, you know, it challenges you and it challenges the kids. And, and so I definitely think it's something that, that helps you and, and you grow from it. And, you know, like, like we say, you know, even through a loss, you grow and get better and, and you see improvement uh, the, the next week. And so I, I definitely think it was something that uh, that will help us. Coach, when we looked in the preseason and said, wow, Leo's lost Peyton Wall. How are they possibly going to replace that production? Caden Miller has uh, stepped in and done a pretty darn good job in a lot of different ways on that offense. What can you say about Caden stepping in? Yeah, he's just done an outstanding job. You know, with Caden, one of the things that it started in the weight room for him and what he put in uh, in terms of his offseason, you know, he's a, he's a kid who bought into the weight room. Um, you know, he's, you know, he's a you know, 425 squatter. He works extremely hard. Um, he's getting stronger um, every day. And so that's where it really started with him. Um, and then he's just a very skilled kid, very fast. Uh, he's a track guy, uh, shifty. So we knew that uh, Caden would, would be a help for us this year. But, um, you know, I think he's um, proven himself uh, to, to kind of be beyond the expectations of a lot of people. And so we're super proud of his effort and what he's been able to do. But also, you know, those guys up front for him as well, um, you know, we've got three returners on that offensive line, and, and they're just doing an outstanding job early this year as well. One of those returners up front, Landon Livingston, who had an interception last week in that win at New Haven. Uh, has he been pushing for any uh, reps at wide receiver heading into this big game tomorrow night? Yeah, we, we told him right after that interception, don't have any, don't have any <laughs> grand plans of, of where you're playing. You're a guard, you're going to stay there. So. <laughs> no, he, uh, you know, he, he didn't, but that was a great play on his part. It's just, he's a kid who's always moving, always hustling on the field, and uh, you know, was at the right place and just made a great play there. All right, Coach, a big one coming up tomorrow night with East Noble coming to town. What have you guys seen out of the Knights? What do you need to be prepared for? A team that you played twice last year, lost twice, but that postseason game, pretty darn close. Yeah, you know, Coach Amstutz does a great job and always has his team ready to play. So one thing you're always going to have to do with East Noble is you're going to have to be ready to, to play a physical ball game. And, you know, the, their their offense is, is awfully tough, and, and they do a great job with their quarterback read game and, and so just kind of like last week, we're going to have to be on our, you know, on our assignments defensively and make sure we execute what, what you know, we do. And, um, because if you, if you don't, they're going to hurt you. And so that, that's a big part of, uh, of, of what we know we have to do um, to stop them offensively. And then it's just, you know, we, we told our kids it's always, a, it's always a battle up front. You know, they're physical, they're big. Um, and so that's, that's a big part of this as well. And they have athletes uh, on the field. You know, and kids like the Munson kid and uh, two great inside linebackers um, in Van Gorder and Shupak. So, you know, those those guys are all guys that uh, play, play on that state runner-up team last year and, and guys that could hurt you if you don't account for them. All right, Coach. Hey, appreciate the time. Thanks a lot. Good luck tomorrow night. All right, thank you.
That was Coach Jared Souter, Leo Lyons, joining us, taking it right up to 7 o'clock, John. we got to get out of here. Thanks to Bryce Vance. Thanks to Tim Anigo, Concordia Cadets, Brett Fox of the Columbia City Eagles, Jared Souter, Leo Lyons. That's going to do it for us. Enjoy Week 5, everyone. We'll be back for the Week 6 show next Thursday, 6 o'clock. He's John Graham. I'm Justin Kenny. This has been the Week 5 edition of the High School Coaches Show, 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. Podcasts by Federated Media. Podcasts by Federated Media.